Look, so I've been thinking about this. I've been talking about it a lot with with Maria, my wife. Listeners, my wife. Her name is Maria. We talk about this pretty frequently now because we are getting older and we want to have you know kids at a certain point. We, you know, uh, we enjoy our dog. We imagine having a small child is nothing like having a dog, especially because all our friends are now having kids and we're seeing it. Uh, We're seeing the shambles happening. Yes, but. You know, I think more and more about having a kid and them growing up and 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 seeing, you know, the future that they'll have and if the world is even here or if there will be a nuclear explosion any day now. And I'm wondering, what the hell am I leaving behind in like 70 years? You know, I'll be really, you know, I'll be in my 90s, late, yeah. late 90s if I make it to 100, right? Mm-hmm. I'll have kids, maybe like one or two. Maybe three. Who knows? It's luck of the draw, right? Triplets. Yeah, like, triplets. What, what, yeah. God. What? what am I leaving behind? Like what yeah. is going to be my legacy? What am I leaving behind on this earth? Do you ever yeah. have that thought? Um, actually, no. All right. You just went through this whole thing. You know, you're you're foreseeing like 70 years down the road. Well, yeah. And I think you, when you have the kids and you're in the midst of it, you're just trying to get to nap time. You're just trying <laughs> to get to bedtime to be like, I just want to sit down for like a minute, you know, watch, yeah. watch catch up on This Is Us. Uh, that's really so – you you got all this time on your hands to be pondering legacies, and I'm just trying to get through the day without <laughs> jumping through the window. What? So you know you're you're just you're, you're you're looking way too far in the future, man. You know what my legacy is? I've never felt that way. I I just want I just want my kids to be happy, to like be good people. You know, to, to people to come up and say your 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 daughter is really nice kid. That to be happy, independent, and successful like that. That's my like. That's what my legacy is. I don't care about any of that other like. In seventy years, what is going to be my legacy? It's like, dude, the well, kids. Technically, but technically, that is a legacy to have okay, raised a good that human being. Is my legacy that's right? What, that's what I mean. That's that's. I think that's what I mean because I don't know. We've talked about it many times on the show. Just walking in public and seeing like just. Shitty kids. Shitty kids, <laughs> you know? And we even had this conversation last night talking about, like, I want our children to write, to, like, physically write. Like, to have them, like, do story time or whatever they do or draw or do whatever it is because more and more our kids are not doing that. I think you're, you're putting the you, – you have all these grand – and I've talked to you about this. Not, you not, these, not, not like, not like them write a novel or anything but like, no, you no, know, no, arts and crafts time or whatever say, the hell they do. I hope we're still doing the cast. We will be. And I want you to understand everything that you wish. You're like, I'm never going to give this kid sugar. I'm never going to – Oh, no. And, that's and, not true. What? Oh, they're going to get sugar. My wife no. is – We've I just gave that as an example. You have these <laughs> high, you have these high sort of uh, goals, and when the reality of raising kids kind of hits, it's the very few who can fall, you know, follow their you know, what they thought they were going to do. So I can't wait to what happens yeah. 
so we can see all the things you're like yeah no we gave up on that we're yeah. you know yeah just trying to sleep but out. either way what is your legacy that has been my thought this week and it's it's made me it's made me ponder more like uh we as a human race are never satisfied with what we have. Like we always want more. We always set like a goal for ourselves. And you may say like you have kids. So like that's every. No, but in your head, you always have some sort of like goal, whether it be like I want the kid to sleep or I want to make it to, to nap time, whatever it is. But then once you <laughs> hit that goal and it happens, you're like, oh, I want it to happen again or I want something else. Like we are never satisfied. So does that get easier as you get older? Like, no, can you be worse. happy with what you have? Yeah. No, it gets worse because because you have less time. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> I, I thought I was like 30. And then you're like, whoa, hey, I'm 43. And you're like, all right, time's kind of slipping by. And I want more. Or I want whatever. I want X. And wow, time, what happened? So, so, so even like the podcast, I want this shit to blow up. But you're you're like I want more. I want this, and 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 it it just gets worse. So that's why I need to practice more meditation. Just being in the moment. Well, yeah, the present. Yeah, you know, being present, being in the moment. It's hard to be happy with what you have. I mean, look, I've been talking about Dax Shepard's podcast a lot because I I really like it. It's really good. I don't know if you, you like it so much. You should marry it. And I like, would. Go I would. I would. But they yeah. always he always talks about how like they he's like I make a lot of money and so does my wife. But like it's never enough. Like even yeah. though we we have, we're very fortunate and we make enough money that we can raise our family very comfortably, but we always want more for some odd reason. And it's just I an told interesting you that. thing. I told you that for money. Like yeah. when I first got my first job many years ago, I was making so much money. I was like, I'm rich, bitch. That was a little David Chappelle. Um, you, you still, you're like, you live up to that. And then you're, and then you're like, whoa, I need to make more money. So you always get caught up in that. No matter how much you make, he makes millions and he still has that feeling like, oh, shit, I got to make more. They literally are multimillionaires and they kind of have that feeling like, ah, I need to make more money. Yeah. It's up to that. So so the, 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 the takeaway is that it doesn't matter if you're above the poverty line. Like if you're – like don't have money, that's hard, right? But like once you – I think there's a study. Above 75000 a year, yeah. you're no more happier than anyone else. So – you make maybe you make three hundred thousand, but you have different problems and more stresses. So you're not any more happier once you're meeting your basic needs. What is so that? be happy? What basic is that, needs? Though? No, not basic needs. Like why is that? Why are we just not satisfied? It's probably scarcity of living as a hunter gatherer oh, back yeah. in the day, and then you know you you just lived in scarcity, looking for your next meal. And it's built into our DNA. So you, you, we're still animals at the core of our existence. So you that can never true. really get rid of that. You can't get rid of that feeling. I was, of reading, I, was, <laughs> I was reading an article in my magazine. I get a physical magazine in the mail. I, I've never done so it. I. I haven't I in a long time. I get a outside magazine. You ever read them? You'd probably no. like it. You'd like it quite a bit. Uh, it's all about travel and and running and uh, oh. they do uh-huh. really cool interviews and stuff. But they were doing this whole thing on uh, how basically because as hunter and gatherers we were designed to go hunt, 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 run around, do everything for like hours at a time. And then you know we were, when we got our chance to have downtime, we really enjoyed like not doing jack shit. We like Still enjoyed it, yeah. and that. 
as now as a society because we truly are lazy. Like our bodies need to be lazy at certain points because we have had so many things be adapted to that, whether it be like recliner couches, big screen TV, whatever it is. Like our bodies naturally like, yeah, we want more of this, more of doing nothing, and we have to fight against it. Interesting theory. All right, let's do a current event. Yes. So did you check this out? Yeah, Sean, Sean Penn's sick of acting. He's sick of acting. You know, he has a book coming out. He's really into his writing right now. But he is sick of acting because he doesn't love it anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've always wanted to get paid to <laughs> get to pretend to be other people because I'm not comfortable being myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You figured that out in therapy, right? I, I did figure that out. Hardcore figured that out a long time ago. But – I've always wanted to be an actor and do movies and do film and get to create and write and do all this stuff. I just can't. It seems like a dream job. Yeah. You know? He's a dick. You know what it is? Well, it's yeah. like he's achieved his his thing. I remember – you know Andre Agassi? Yes. I hope you know Andre. Yes, yes, his yes. book, Open, it's a very good book. And he talks about hating tennis and he didn't even care and didn't want to train and – and as a marginal player who found some success but like not even close to being that good at tennis, but it almost made me angry yeah. that you are, have this talent and you're like, eh, eh, whatever, I don't care, I hate it. It's like you hate it. Anyone would give anything to be as good as you and get this what you have and you're just kind of blasé about it. And it used to piss me off. And the same thing. I don't I didn't have as much as a passion for acting. I would love to do acting, but you certainly put in more time and energy yeah. and everything. Uh, but yeah, I'm it pissed me off there's, that, that it's like, oh, I'm sick of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people like that, like who are very successful, and then you find that they just don't care. Like they they almost take it for granted for a certain part. Yeah. I guess that's part of maybe part of the reason they got to where they are yeah. also gives them that feeling. So you can't kind of – that's part of it too, right? Yeah. The, whatever they have, which we don't have, is part of why they got there and then yeah. maybe why they feel that way. Yeah. So. so so that is my – what's your dream job? I think – I think uh, – I don't know. I need to go into therapy and figure it out because <laughs> I, I used to work in radio and I like that. The whole radio part is being funny. We're doing a podcast. It's sort of we're doing a radio show right now. Literally, this uh, is a radio show. Yeah, no, it's a radio show and you're talking. We, we interview people. It's sort of a, it's, it's interesting. We did this 100% for our living sort of. But I, I don't know. I like the whole physical fitness thing too and working out. I don't know if that's in my future either, but uh, – you would I want to be a know. trainer? No, no. But right. being around that like sort of fitnessy world is kind of cool. Got to tell or you, acting, it's, it's I like to right. act too. Acting is cool. I feel like you like to do everything. Well, it's not do it. Well, yes, but I feel like you you like to be in front of people. I will tell you this. I realized something the other day. When I get an audience and I start telling a story. I can get them – they're focused and I, I know I can control the room, which would lend itself to being a stand-up, right? I should maybe yeah. get back into that. I have that though. I have that. I know how to do that sort of – and I realize people are happy when I do that and I can do that pretty well. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably what I should be doing. <laughs> I like it. The other people seem to like it. That's where I'm happiest. 
I Maybe think, I should hit an open mic up. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, you have – and here's the other thing. The stakes – and this is why I like improv because they say it all the time. The stakes could not be lower, right? Because look, look, even if you crashed and burned at this point, yes. like you have a stable job. You have a family who loves and supports – You know, it's yes. not like you're a starving 19-year-old trying to make it at open mic – there are so yeah. many open mics where I live that you could just – and they're like coffee shops. Like you just I stroll saw them the other day. Right? I you saw them the other day. Yeah, you can just walk into them. They're everywhere really. You could be the next Rodney Dangerfield minus the cocaine. Yes, I'll get away from the cocaine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There's nothing to lose because it's not my existence. It's almost like a little side job, a side side like, hey, let's just have fun with this. So, so you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Like I've gone on job interviews where I had nothing to lose fairly recent, last five years, and uh, didn't even want the job. But it was like a high flute kind of job, um, and I and I just was like, hey, I don't, I literally don't even care. And I went in with that attitude. Dude, loved me. Love me, got like a job offer, and I was like, "Now nah, I'm good. Don't worry about <laughs> it." I walked away from it, and they were like, "What? What? But this is like the..." I'm like, "Nah, I was just doing it." So that feeling of not caring, yeah, actually kind of works in your favor. It's a big part of. I, I found like I don't audition that often anymore, but when I do go on auditions, like I I tend to book them because I just don't care. I don't care, and I remember being fresh out of college and going on all these auditions and being like, "Oh, this could make or break me." Like this is a TV show. Yeah. This could make or break. Like I could quit my job. Like that was that was exactly how I thought of it, and I didn't get it because I put so much pressure on it. Yes, and they they see they 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 understand. They feel your desperation, and it doesn't come through. I'll tell you a quick story with that auditioning. I actually auditioned at Stand Up New York for American Idol, the hosting job. And if you remember, it was like twelve years ago. No, really? serious. I swear to God, with a girl in my acting class, we were doing Meisner technique. Uh, and we, we were acting partners. She's like, oh, we should do this new show. It's called American Idol. They have two hosts. If you remember, I think that first yeah, year they – Ryan Dunkelman and, and Ryan, Ryan Seacrest. So we, they auditioned for two people and they were auditioning at stand-up clubs all across New York City, probably all across the country. And uh, we auditioned. I totally bombed. We had something planned. I like totally fucked it up. It was not good. We obviously didn't get picked and we just started watching with my daughter who's going to be eight tomorrow. And uh, I said, I said, oh, honey – do you know that Ryan Seacrest right there? I almost, I not almost, but I auditioned for that job. So I was like, do you know if I got that job, you wouldn't exist? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what? I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have met mommy. We wouldn't have got married. We wouldn't have had you and you wouldn't exist. She was bugged out. I, I got really deep with her on that. But yeah, it's true though. Like if I would have gotten some traction or they picked me, I would have went a different way in my life and uh, my daughter wouldn't have been born. Whatever happened to that Seacrest guy? Yeah, I don't know. He really right into anonymity. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's everywhere. All right, let's do some marriage parenting advice. Yes. All yeah. right, relating back to legacy, like what we're leaving behind, right? So I got – did you catch the end of This Is Us? I did. All I right. did. The show makes me weep. Oh, God, like a blubbering weep. baby. So there was a scene in the – in the in the show where the the daughter is talking with her father when she's like a little kid and she asked yeah. her dad if she could marry him because yeah. she, that's like her best friend. And I, I thought that was really adorable actually. But he gives this whole speech 
about how like, well, this is what we're going to do and one day I'll walk you down the aisle and do yeah. all this. And he's basically like picturing like 30 years in the future with his daughter. Like do you ever do that? Do you ever look at your kid, both of them, and wonder what they would be like in 30 years? I imagine – like I know I'm doing this whole future thing and you're trying to get to the next phase. But there has to be – like it's your daughter's birthday. She's going to be eight, right? Yes. Like yeah. do you ever look at her and be like, oh, man, what are you going to be like when you're like 18? Like, what are you um, gonna be like? Like, I know that's weird, but like, she's starting to be like a person now, though. So yeah. I kind of know you. You kind of know what she's going to be like. Obviously, ten years from now, she's totally different. But like, you, you already see the sort of person within them. But that man, I mean, I'm not going to try to get all emotional on the podcast, but watching her talk to her dad was very emotional for me, actually, because yeah. it's just you know. You slip by next thing you know, uh, I could be dead or she could be getting married. And it's, you know, that episode flipped me out a little bit. I was turned out like, Jesus Christ, this is like, it's hard (laughs) to face that man. And then like, it's obviously a son, a a father and a daughter. So it hit home for me and it was emotional. That, that shows an emotional roller coaster. So, uh, I try to actually, so I try not to face it because <laughs> it's too emotional to think about her leaving the house and doing all these things. So I just hold on to it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, the, that was the other thing I was thinking about. Like during that episode is like, oh, man, you like leave the nest and like you did like I did all those things. You did all those things. And now you're like married and you have kids and I'm going to have kids at some point. And there it's a whole cycle. They just leave. Dude, they just leave. And a buddy of mine, I was just texting him before, his son is graduating high school. Uh-oh. And his daughter, he finished college. He had kids very young. Yeah. And uh, he's like on the next phase. He's like selling his house, moving back to the city because he works in New York City. And like he's like young. He's my age, you know, and his kids are gone. He's like having a new – like a renaissance. And I'm like knee deep in shitty diapers. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> this guy is going out having nice dinners with his wife last week. He was like in like Aruba for the weekend. I'm like, all right, word. I'm up at 4:30 with diapers and shit, and you know, your son's got a cold and there's boogers everywhere, and you know, literally in different lives. <laughs> all right, let's let's wrap this pig up. So, final yeah. thoughts on legacy and on time. Just stay in the moment and uh, just just it'll all work itself out in the end. Don't get all caught up in the legacy. Lead a good life. Teach your children well and uh, don't get too ahead of yourself. Just stay in the moment. In the words of uh, Whitney, uh, the children are our future. I'm a little children of our future. Right. Such a bad singer. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Look, was I a little pitchy? You were a little, you were a little flat, but you know we can fix it. We can fix it, fix it in post. I don't even know what that means. Can you put that in auto tune? Can you auto tune that, please? They haven't developed enough software to make that sound uh, tolerable. Yeah, contact NASA. Need that computing power. <laughs> All right, you can catch the show on iTunes, uh, uh, SoundCloud, wow. Google Play. You know, I did do some research. If we get a big enough audience, maybe one day you can listen to us on Spotify. All right, let's maybe. build it up. Yeah. I this is what I did last night. I was with this guy I know, and he's like, oh, you have a podcast? This is how I build our listeners. I take their phones 
and download and subscribe, and then I download episodes. That's how I, I'm, I'm building it one listener at a time. Have you liked or have you left a comment via that person's phone? I'm going to start doing that now. Yeah, that's Not that's, only am I going game. to download, subscribe, download an episode, I'm then also going to make fake comments to build us up. Mark, Mark Marin just had his 900th episode. Pretty good, man. Uh, Rappaport just did 400 the other yeah. day. This week. 900th so, episode, and his guest was Nick Nolte. Oh, uh, we're, we're, Nick's coming on in 2021, I think. We he, have him. Anyway, uh, all right. This is Young Guy signing out. Oh, Guy, peace. Peace.